Welcome to Reckless Speculation, now featuring the mute button for Raj. Y'all know Raj is always late, and you know he's going to come on and ramble about the Pac-12. The greatest Raj line, let's make fun of him, is when he thought that Lincoln Riley didn't leave Oklahoma because they were going to play in the SEC. And it's not easier. It's no harder in the SEC than it is the Pac-12. Raj, I love you, brother, but that's the worst line you ever come on. Welcome. Worst take of the welcome, show. Welcome, welcome to Reckless Speculation. Robbie Davis, how are you? I'm doing fine, man. I'm doing fine. Uh, nice Vols win last night. Heading up to Knoxville this weekend. So, um, just, you know, reducing the flames right now. Uh, Robbie, and you're prepared to talk about college basketball. We love someone that's prepared for the show. So let's bring in the next guy that's prepared, the Big Ten expert, the Buckeye himself, B-Chain. What's going on? Well, I got uh, big news. Y'all ready for big news when we get started with this show? Sure. Selection Sunday. As soon as the selection is over with, AAU coach, spectacular the man who has not who has failed not to put hold on no player that has played for him in the last 10 years has failed to get a college scholarship if they played their aau high school career with him he has put more kids in college than student loans mr roy panky for the tennessee force will be joining us selection sunday after the brackets are announced us is in us. This us cool. is in a selection okay. Sunday, the show we've been planning since last year, our one year anniversary of being on the air. And Roy will give us an instant breakdown of the brackets, the bracket busters, the five twelve matchups. Who's got a good path? Who's got an easy path? And we will have him live on the air approximately six fifteen, a week from Sunday. Robbie, you select. Selection Sunday, our one-year anniversary. Are you excited? Um, yes, I am excited. Well, I didn't realize that was our first show. I was actually talking to a friend about it. Uh, they were like, I enjoy the podcast. And I was like, well, thank you. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess we've been doing it for six months or so. Um, but it's been a year. <laughs> wow. Uh, time flies. I did not know. Uh, I guess looking back on it now, I guess it was Selection Sunday. Uh, I remember the draft and um, a few shows in between. I don't remember, but, you know, that's par for the course. You and I actually did a show uh, prior to the NCAA or the SEC tournament as a test show just so we could make sure the equipment worked and stuff. And that was our first ever show. And then the next week, our, our friend that's gone now, that's off in the land of Bigfoot, Philip Chaplin, and Rog join us next week. Hey, we has he found tournament. Bigfoot yet? I don't know if he found Bigfoot. I will have an update on Chappie and his search for Bigfoot next week. Can we get him on March Madness? Just like a little, like, I will, I'll ask like him. have you found Bigfoot? I, I will I will ask <laughs> Chappie if he'll come on. Um, I'm just proud. I've got reckless speculation out two times in a row now, three. Robbie, I'm going to reckless speculate a lot right now. We are a ways away from the NCAA tournament. On my TV in front of us right now, I'm watching Mississippi State playing Auburn, which if Mississippi State can beat Auburn, will throw the SEC into a mess uh, for that overall championship 
But let's talk about that top four double by teams. I don't know in my life uh, of being an SEC basketball fan if I've ever seen four teams at the top of the SEC as good as Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Auburn. Can you come up with a year where it was that strong? No, the only time I can think of um, was the um, 18, maybe 17, 18, 18, 19, where Tennessee, Kentucky met in the semifinals. Auburn won. Auburn won the final four. But I don't remember the fourth team, who they were, if they were that. Florida. Maybe that was Auburn. Well, Florida was very good that year, too. We beat Florida um, at Florida. But this 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 season, this these top four, this is a top-heavy t- league. And, um, yeah, any of these teams can win. And, actually, the three, the three and the four seed, I think, is where you don't want to be. One or one or two. No, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Two, three is where you don't want to be. One or four is where you want to be. You want to be in that top line. You don't want that Kentucky draw. I don't think on a neutral side. That's the team that I think is probably the most talented. Um, and so, if I'm Tennessee, I want the one seed. Or uh, you don't want to lose at home because you want to keep the undefeated home winning streak. But slipping to four is not the end of the world. Uh, but if you slip to four, you get Alabama in the semifinals or the quarterfinals. Yeah. I, Alabama lost to A&M tonight, though. I, yeah. Alabama's they're, – they're one of those teams, like, I think we're – this is what people do in sports. You look back to what happened last year and think of Alabama's team last year. This year they're not that good. They, I mean, honestly, if Tennessee – if uh, Chandler and Fulkerson don't get COVID and don't miss that game in Alabama. We're talking about a Tennessee winning the SEC championship, just a home win away. I don't disagree, but I'll also say that Alabama shoots and shoots above 40%. It's a different football or uh, basketball team. Brandon, oh, yeah. did you have something to add there? No, I was just going to say, out of those four teams, I, I definitely think Tennessee is the most dangerous in the conference right now. Uh, the way they're playing, they're rolling well. Uh, you know, the win last night was great. Even uh, Ziggler didn't even play well. And I think, you know, they're a team you got to watch out for. Like I said before, I mean, they're when they shoot the ball, make the ball, their their defense is playing well. Um, they're going to be dangerous. So it's going to be interesting to see. So a point to make here is Zakai Ziggler took the court after a few hours after his family home had burned down. Five hours ago, the University of Tennessee released the GoFundMe, if you'd like to give to it, that is raised, as of the airing, $270,000 for the Ziegler family. And I uh, amend and commend the University of Tennessee. NIL, be damned. Tornado, uh, whatever, be damned. This is a kid that we are to be able to help, and he's a big part of the university. If you'd like to give, I did right before we came over uh, for, for River City Media, you can go to GoFundMe, Zakai Ziegler, and you can find it there very easily. And and just to touch on that, um, yes, it, it, what a wonderful thing to do. And this is this is what this, so this should be, and this is what what is the purpose of the NIL and like these players should be able to get paid when they need it. 
you don't understand this happened two years ago. A kid, a freshman player, his mom's apartment gets burned down, essentially rendering him homeless. If the university raised money for him and her, that's the death penalty in college sports. It is. Now it is just – and Ziegler said, hey, we're just going to take the – thank you all. We're going to take the replacement cost, whatever it takes. I think from what I heard or what I read – I think, I think the family's going to move down to Knoxville now because money goes obviously goes a lot uh, further here than it does in New York. They're going to relocate here. And everything above the rebuild, they're going to give to charity. And, yeah, um, yeah, I gave some money earlier. Like, it, it's just a great cause. And, like, Auburn's been on board. Kentucky's been on, like, their Twitter. Every every Southeastern – not everyone, but most Southeastern conference Twitters have been, hey, support. I mean, it's just fantastic to see people coming together for – so um, when I went over and done a donation in, in our names, River City Media, which is a small, a small thing, uh, uh, it was in between someone who had posted it and donated that said, go Big Blue, and somebody that had said, roll Todd, mm-hmm. uh, in their comments. And, and, you know, that's we are, we are not a family-friendly conference. We have a hard, lot of hard feelings, but we are a family-friendly rep, uh, region of the country, and we all get behind a young man like this. Moving on back to basketball, Raj, uh, I know you are the Pac-12 best side of the coast guy, but right now we're on the SEC. Yeah. I'm going to give you a scenario. Kentucky, Auburn, trending down. Arkansas, Tennessee, trending up. Yes or no? I guess right now, yeah. Uh, you know, when Kentucky's fully healthy, I think they're the best team in the SEC uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, you know, they're both hot and cold. Tennessee, you know, if the tournament were played in Knoxville, I'd give them the championship right now, the final four and everything. They're not a great road team. They're not a great shooting team. Overall, they can get hot. Uh, you know, they've had a bunch of injuries. That being said, their ceiling is as high as anybody in the country. Uh, but we've seen the floor a lot with Tennessee. And, um, you know, Arkansas, Alabama, Alabama, I'm not a believer. I've said that many times. Just too many. Uh, they rely far too much on on the three. And in the NCAA tournament, you can't do that. Uh, you're playing in foreign environments. Uh, people are going to zone and just let you fire away. That's what happens last year. They got beat. Um, you know, Auburn, Jabari Smith is phenomenal. But are they overall a better team than Kentucky or Tennessee? I don't think so. Um, not you know, to interrupt you, but but I'd like to make a point. I think Jabari Smith is so incredible. He's the clear number one prospect in the draft. Would, would you go there? Uh, Holmgren's also a unicorn in today's NBA. You can be a hundred pounds and do whatever you want. Uh, overall, historically. Yeah. And I think he's the best, you know, six ten two twenty. but Holmgren is kind of a freak handling the ball and shooting. So is Jabari Smith. Uh, you can't lose with either of those guys. Vanchero uh, also. Those Manchero. two. Vanchero's up there too. You know, just everybody's so skilled now, these big men. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Evan Mobley was kind of the same, but these guys are really good. Uh, you can't lose. Uh, overall, though, I'd go with Kentucky, if healthy. Well, Robbie, that's the question I was going to you now. Ty Ty Washington sees the court for about 20 minutes. He is expected to play a full this weekend. Kentucky's downslide or their, their their struggles over the last few weeks 
has been directly linked to the number of minutes Tatal Washington can play. He really is the engine that makes that team go. Um, yeah, I mean, so the SEC is tough, man. And like that, so I think this is going to be one of the wildest tournaments, maybe not in close games, but just in um, to go on Raj's point, like. Tennessee hasn't lost at home. Kentucky hasn't lost at home. Auburn hasn't lost at home. Mississippi State's lost once at home. Arkansas hasn't lost at home. Like, it's it's a home – it's almost like the home field SEC football has came into basketball. And, like, um, yeah, Tennessee plays Arkansas this weekend. I don't have a worry. Like, Tennessee's going to roll them because that's what they do at home. Like, they've been favored against – I mean, Tennessee handled Arizona at home – and Arizona may be the best team in the country. Like, it's crazy, like, just what home court does in college basketball. So you get a neutral site. Um, there's going to be a lot of Kentucky fans, probably going to be a lot of Florida fans, maybe. Um, there won't be any Georgia fans. But um, <laughs> Tampa's a weird spot for this tournament this year. That neutral site better not have any orange in it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Those dudes see orange and they shoot 80%. Yeah, uh, yeah they are – Auburn is off to an incredible start in this game. I'm watching it over 10-2. They lead after five minutes, and they have been shooting well. Brendan, uh, we talked about it. I think Arkansas did lose a Robbie early before the conference. I think they're undefeated in the conference. But, Brendan, is it the SEC teams are bad on the road, or is it just 13-4 Auburn? Is it just tough? to play on the road in this conference. There's some intimidating places to go in the SEC basketball. While it's not a traditional basketball camp conference, you've got two humongous gyms in Kentucky and Tennessee. And then you have a bunch of these, I call them band boxes, but they're seven to 10,000 seats arena where the fans are literally on top of the court. I think it's some of both tough to play in these places. I definitely think it is. I mean, like you said, and the SEC is starting to become a, a big conference in basketball and, and tough to play in. Um, you look at, you know, what Robbie just said, all the at-home teams that are undefeated. I mean, that's pretty incredible. I mean, to go this stretch this far all the way up to March and, and be undefeated or one loss team at home and – in, in the SEC. So, yeah, um, it, it is a big deal this time. So, I'm anxious to see the tournament, like, in the neutral site and see how these teams can actually play. Um, again, you know, it comes down – like, I'm big on Tennessee, and I, I'm not a, a Vols fan by any means. You guys know that. And I've been watching them play a lot lately. And, man, when, they, when they're making the – the baskets and, and shooting the three. I mean, these guys are like Raj said, the ceiling is as high as anybody. So I'm, I'm anxious to see this neutral site transition and to see if they, they can win here and, and carry that into the, uh, the big tournament. So it's well, tough, though. there's a lot of bad non-conference matchups. There's a lot of losses there. Uh, now we all know Tennessee should have beat Texas at Texas, but woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, and there's a bunch of losses on neutral sites that are not, yes, it's very hard to win on the road in the SEC, uh, but the hardest the in the country. Time, but 
There's, How do we know these teams aren't overinflated? Uh, they often are. Kentucky, you know, it's a very insular conference. So I, I guess we'll see. Last year, I don't recall how many teams were in the lead eight or final four. Um, it might have been zero, right? So that's last year. But I don't know how good these teams are. I know that the ceiling is high. I know there's great players on some of these teams. But – I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of teams got bounced early on, uh, just like last year. No, I mean, it's possible. But you look at – I mean, when you get to the big tournament like this, it, it takes a little bit of magic. Like, look at Oregon State, for instance, last year. I mean, they, they were, were good. pretty much nobody. And they made it all the way to Elite Eight, which got my boy a, a big new contract there, uh, Wayne Tinkle. So, and, they and this like year the they've won like – games, but, yeah, this year they're not. Yeah, they've had a lot year, of they've won like three or four games. Um, so, you know, it takes a little magic when you get to the tournament. So, we would be remiss if we uh, we will also get our predictions of seeding for that top four in a second. But I want to run around one more time the the panel, and I want to talk about the conference player of the year and probably the national player of the year, uh, Tashibwe from Kentucky. Uh, and also a guy that stands to get the largest NIL in the history of NIL if he comes back next year. Uh, the most physical, don't can't get him off the spot. Has he played himself into a lottery pick? Probably, but Robbie, uh, he's just a force that no one else has as far as on the offensive and defensive boards. What do you think of his game? Moving over from West Virginia, I, I really, when he transferred, I was not screaming, Kentucky just got a future player of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think he's definitely up there with player of the year, top three. Um, my thing is, though, does he, where does he translate into the NBA? Um, because the NBA is a, a whole different game and, like, these big guys that can't shoot – or not can't shoot, but just have, not a threat to shoot. Um, he's always going to be – I think he's got room to grow. But, I mean, he's really good, but he's looked bad at times. And he gets in – he get, make, commits stupid fouls. I think he's got – I think his potential is exponentially from where it is now. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm a top five pick, top three pick, I don't have a problem picking him and uh, watching him grow. But as he's far as – I don't know if he's ready NBA made yet. Um, he'll make a difference, but he's not going to be a Ja Morant, for instance, right now. Today's NBA, you can be a tweener. Um, is he most skilled, like a skilled as Zion? No. But today's NBA, a 6'9", 260-pound dude, uh, is going to be effective. Is he as skilled as the top of the draft? No. Um, I have a quick question for you guys. The SEC tournament is a gauntlet. Um, you've got, even when, let's say the teams, I mean, there's no other rivalries like in that conference, regardless of the sport. Is it such a bad thing to lose in the first or second round and get that rest? Because, I mean, what is that? A two-week ordeal, sold out, huge stadium. I mean, if I'm a team and lose in the first or second round and I'm already like Tennessee, you know, basically assured based on my wins of a, a four or higher seed, I don't have to, I mean, maybe bragging rights, but I mean, you just see that unless a team gets hot like Oregon state or UConn a few years ago, 
that'll wear you out, man. That tournament is rigorous. Do you guys care if you lose early? So I'm going to answer this, and Robbie, you can give the answer. I would trade an elite eleven or elite eight performance okay. for an SEC tournament championship. Uh, it has been the prize that has avoided this university for decades. I was in the seventh grade the last time at Tennessee won an SEC championship. We've had our heart broken that tournament, and I really do feel like. Wait, you're saying you you saying you'd run, rather win the SEC tournament than that? Elite eight? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, final four run, no. You give me a choice. Elite eight or the SEC championship, I take You mean SEC make it to the elite eight, not <laughs> win in the elite eight, because then you'd be in the final four. Right. Just get there. Yeah. Wow. So that's my I'd take. I'd take the elite uh, eight all day. But that's, mm-hmm. I get it. That's cool. SEC tournament. Your opinion. I, I'm telling you, man, if we could win that, it is it, as much as I like. I don't extremely disagree with you because the SEC tournament is uh, an elusive banner that we don't have since 1978. But you can't get to the final four without getting to the elite eight. And All right. So, so, so I got a question so, to go at you. Arkansas was in the final uh, elite eight last year, though. Sorry. Uh, SEC championship. Sweet 16, no SEC championship, Elite Eight. Which one do you take? Elite Eight. Elite Eight. eight. I'm different. I will take – I want that big title that says SEC champions. But Well, I can see see this year, too, you know, stacked as the SEC is right now with the top seeds. Maybe, you know, having that championship. But at the end of the day, if you're already locked in, I mean, like – to Raj's point, like, I mean, why not take advantage of that rest if you go out? Yeah, I mean, play the game, try and win. But if you get beat early, big deal. Like, Do you know how many of these tournaments you're trying to thinking we're going to win and came home? You're trying, you're trying to – nobody's going to remember if you got knocked out in the first round, if you make it to the Elite Eight or, you know, Final Four of the SEC Championship. I said it, just it's just a personal – Personal opinion. No, I know. Means, and I'm not attacking you on it. I, I, I got you. It just means you know, logically. a whole lot to me because it's been so long. What about the I, regular season championship? Does anybody not care about I mean, does anybody care about that anymore? I mean, we've won a bunch of those. No. That's what's, uh, we've won at least five of those. And no, I mean, I mean that should be more important <laughs> than a tournament, but I, I know. it's today's basketball. Agree. I, I know. All right, let's get back on track here. Good question. Good question, Raj. I, I, so right now, uh, by the way, Auburn leads with the ball 23 to 12 over Mississippi State. Right now, Kentucky and Auburn both set on the two line, Tennessee on the three line, and Arkansas on the floor line. We've got one more weekend of basketball. This game, of course, will affect that in the SEC tournament. Put on your Karnak and do some reckless speculation. We're setting here selection Sunday. Is the SEC going to have four of the top 12 seedings in the nation? Robbie Davis, you can go uh, first. Yes. Um, so you're going to have the SEC winner, assuming it's Kentucky, assuming it's one of the top. I'm not sure Arkansas can jump there. 
unless um, they win the tournament. I'm not even sure they can jump there. I think uh, so. Tennessee sitting at ten, Ken Palm, uh, Kentucky's at I think. Let me look up real quick. Kentucky's at four, Auburn's at seven, Tennessee's eleven. When it's a assuming. Let's say Tennessee's the largest shot. They go through uh, Kentucky and Auburn. That's two more quality wins. The, the other teams are going to lose. So the winner of the SEC, I think, gets to a one seed. And I think the two losers get to two, two, three. Auburn sits there to three, four. Yeah, I think all four seeds are in the top 16 seeds of the, SEC tur- of the NCAA tournament. 16 or 12. Oh, uh, 16. Yeah, so they'll all be, they're all be the top four seeds. Jane, do you agree with Robbie's assessment, or do you think they go higher? Um, I don't think they get higher than that. Uh, I, I agree with the assessment, you know, based on kind of the current record and the situation. I mean, we'll see what the tournament provides. Uh, you know, who knows? Like you said, there may be some teams – that are not really all gung-ho about winning this SEC tournament and are happy to sit at home and rest a little bit. So, I don't know. We'll see here. Um, I, I definitely think they they have four in the top 16 for sure. Arkansas could fall out. I mean, they have some bad losses. They're playing LSU right now. I agree with Rob. Tennessee, I think, is going to kick the ever-living you-know-what out of them at home next week. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I don't see Arkansas being able to come anywhere close in terms of uh, field goal percentage. Um, so I could see them falling out. They lose, you know, the next two. And then I agree. I agree. I agree with you. If they lose, well, they will lose in Knoxville. And then if they turn around and lose the first round, of their first playing game of the SEC tournament, they could drop. And they're LSU right now. It's 16 to 15. Hofstra's not a bad team, but they lost to Hofstra. Um yeah, I could see them falling out just by virtue of having to play each other. But I agree with the top three teams. Whoever wins the SEC tournament is a one, in my opinion, and that includes Tennessee. If they can beat all those guys on a neutral floor, that's showing me a lot. And uh, I just wish they were more healthy because as a fully healthy team by now with Barnes, I mean, I really think they could be deadly better than the Williams and Admiral Schofield team overall. <laughs> Um, this you know, is the guard the first, play is sensational. This is the first time I remember in the Barnes era that this team is peaking at the right time. Usually Agreed. they peak on January, February. This yeah. is the first time they're in the right trajectory. Just who's hot, man. That. That's, yeah. that's right. like baseball. It's massive. And a little bit of Chandler, Oh, my. And any Vols fans watching, I told you to appreciate Kennedy Chandler. I hope you did. He is so gone after this year. Like, <laughs> well, and you know the Ziggler thing—it's terrible for his family. But I mean, that certainly is something that could bring a lot of people together. Not that Tennessee needed that, yeah. but there's just a lot of things going uh, mojo-wise. Not that that's positive mojo, uh, but that team is coming together. And yeah. obviously, they had that kid's back. Their family's from New York, just a polar opposite. Um, and we all love that kid. I mean, that's my favorite player oh, on the yeah. team because yeah. nobody. Nobody expected him to do this, and he's uh, years plays much older than he is. Um, Should be a high school senior right now. Unbelievable, and he yeah, acts like crazy. a he acts like freaking John Stockton on the floor. Um, 
but yeah, I Tennessee's finally coming together right now. You're right. Usually they have peaked and somebody upsets them, but like Oregon State, everybody, you get hot now, game over. And uh, this is the first year where I think actually they they could be a, a Final Four team overall, deep in everything. Let's uh, let's get talked about the SEC. Let's move on to that. I don't like saying that though. Let's, I already called Elite Eight. Right. Oh, I New Orleans, New Orleans is waiting on us. New Orleans is waiting on us. Robbie already uh, said back-to-back champions in 2024. Joe Lenardi has Auburn in his one line right now. I strongly disagree with that. Uh, I think I don't think Auburn is one line material right now. So I think Tom. I would have Kentucky or Kansas over Auburn on the one line. I guess if I was forced today to see them. Not knowing the, how it ends up, I think Gonzaga. Is there any argument that Gonzaga is the number one overall seed if they no. win the WCC conference? Robbie? Number one overall or just number one seed? Number one overall seed. Um, I tend to you like Baylor a little bit better than Gonzaga just on who they played, but I don't have any big issue with it. I mean, you know, you're going to put – either way, like if – Gonzaga's two or three, like the number ones, you're still putting them out west. You're still putting Baylor down south. Like the number one overall seed's pretty irrelevant because it's just geographical and maybe a little bit of 16, eight, nines who you play, but you should get to the sweet 16 anyways. So it's more so regional. It, it That's just, it's more so a CBS marketing ploy who's number one overall. And even them, if they're playing Tennessee and Spokane, I'd still think Tennessee draws more than tiny little Gonzaga. Yeah. People yeah. would fly across yeah, the country. No, you're right. So, and they did lose to St. Mary's, but St. Mary's is a damn good team. Um, they are. Yeah. Whoever wins the SEC tournament, I hate saying this, but I would put them as the number one overall. I like Arizona. Who's above the Big 12 or Big 10? Man, Wisconsin. Well, Big 12, sorry. Wisconsin's really, really good. Well, and Purdue Wisconsin's solid on a heater bank. right now, too. Yeah. They just beat I, Purdue last night. Uh, yeah, that was a great see, game. Yeah. It was a lucky see. game, but it was a great game. I'd rather lose than win on a bank three. Uh, we haven't even think, mentioned. Would you rather lose to Nebraska like no, Ohio no, State did last night? Two and sixteen <laughs> I mean, in conference. They're they're nine and twenty one or something right now. Oh God! What Big a, Twelve a SEC winner. I I think is the number one. I think the Big Ten year after year style of play and whatnot. I mean, this year there's a lot of teams that can run, and uh, yeah. you know I I like Purdue with Ivy, but you know Wisconsin can play Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not a, big, a huge Big Ten guy. The, you right, know, the, before, the, you, you, we haven't brought them up, and I said it. This whole conversation about one seeds, we haven't heard the word Arizona yet. Oh, and yeah, I still I think it. that resume is a one seed resume if anybody out west other than Gonzaga has a one seed. Yeah, I like Arizona. Yeah, they're, they're loaded with talent. and It's a lot of the same guys as last year, but Sean Miller – uh, is Sean Miller. One guy that they got that is just a phenomenal player is the transfer from Georgia here. Wow. I mean, that guy has really solidified them. They got Pell Larson from Utah. Um, you know, they lost to Tennessee, but they're starting five. You, you know, last night they shot 
56%, I think, from three uh, against USC. They just absolutely trucked them. Uh, when they're making shots, they're the best team in America. I know that what that sounds like, but that's legit. I think they're the most talented starting five in the country. You know, how many losses do they have? Three. Um, none of them are really bad, per se. They, they did get beat by 16 at Colorado, uh, but Colorado matches up. Um, you know, starting five-wise, I'd take them over anybody else in the country. So, Raj, this morning on ESPN, one of the analysts said that Arizona, the starting five at Arizona would all play in the league at some point. Do you agree with that assessment? Eh, Creesa is up and down. A lot of Arizona fans aren't, you know, he, when he's hot, he's unconscious. He's Vescovi, but not as good. Uh, the other guys, I mean, Tubelis and Matherin. Yeah, Matherin's lottery pick. He's phenomenal. Uh, Coloco, just a, he's a big body and he has learned how to play. Um, so he'd probably get in. Who am I missing as a starting five? Uh, Dalen Terry? No, I don't see it. I'd say uh, three out of four for sure. Uh, maybe four out of five. All right, guys. Here we go. Go around the board. We'll start with Raj and work our way up to Robbie. Give me, when we're sitting here selection Sunday, everything plays out. Give me your four that's on the one line, Raj. Hmm. Is Kentucky healthy? Kentucky's healthy. We're playing in a... I'll go in a bubble, a vacuum. I'll, I'll go Kentucky, Arizona, Gonzaga, and whoever wins the Big 12, you know, probably Kansas. I mean, watch out for Texas Tech, man. Uh, that team's deadly. Uh, but those would be my four, uh, with apologies to the Big 10. I agree. Kentucky healthy. Um, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Arizona. Um, love Arizona. Oh, yeah. Robbie Davis. Gonzaga. Arizona, Baylor, and the Vols. Oh, reckless Dude. speculation. For the first time in decades, I don't think that is reckless speculate from Rob. I will say this. I will say this. Um, that Arizona team that is so good, they were in a large arena, and they were deed up, and, man, they looked lost. And that's what they're going to face in the tournament. Um, so I'm interested to see if they learn from that because the same reason it's hard for Tennessee to shoot in small arenas, it's hard for teams to shoot in big arenas. It's just different. Um, they're not as deep. In yeah, UCLA, yeah. UCLA killed them. We all yeah. remember that game. Yeah. When they're off, they are off. Colorado by 16, absolutely right. Um, I thought I was going to shock the world by giving you Texas Tech, but y'all kind of stole my thunder. They're good. They're really good. I did. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fan. I'm a um, fan. Give me Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Arizona. Wisconsin? I, didn't, I forgot about the Big Ten. I, don't, I, I get anybody? a little worried there on number four. No. Uh, no. Well, I, think when, they, I think the Big 12 may get two one seeds. I think Baylor could win. If they got to the finals, I still think they could be a one seed. So, When's the last time four ones got into the tournament? Well – so, uh, how on how 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 into the final four? Sorry, into the final four. You say ever? Is that, well, is that ever? How happened? predictable is this going to be, and how undeserving exactly. is this? And nothing against Coach K, nothing against Duke, but Duke sitting there at number five and Kim Palm, 
doesn't play anybody, and they're probably going to get a number one seed for no – like they just don't – like not that they're bad, but they just have – the ACC is so weak, and they're just sitting there, and they're probably going to get a one seed. Uh, That's a good point, and I almost put Duke there for that very reason. That leads (laughs) us to another question. I'd like to follow up on that, Robbie. And and we discussed this right now at Ken Palm – Duke is five, as you said. And then I believe uh, – I'm looking at my palm here. I, I'm cheating a little bit. You go to Notre Dame at 48 before you find another No, ACC Virginia team. Tech's at 28. 28. Which is you got Virginia too high. Tech yeah. Virginia Tech at 28. Wake you got Florida Wake Forest at 37, at 37, North Carolina at 38. 38, yeah. Yeah. And but. then – Notre Dame forty something. That's probably the bids. There, so they got four or five teams tops. Yeah, is I that mean, the worst the ACC has been? And y'all are all around the th- mid thirties. I, I can tell you, since Coach K went to Duke, this is probably the lowest I've seen ACC seating and and getting ready for it. Are they the worst Power Five conference? They're not be- – I mean, I don't think they're better in the SEC. I don't think they're better in the Big Ten. God Dang no. sure better ain't better in the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Well, Pac-12 is top-heavy, but – Are they better than the Mountain West Conference? Um, not statistically. So, what you're seeing, um, ACC uh, – you tried to expand this footprint for football. Well, your football still sucks. And your basketball suffering now too, so you're you what put one foot in each puddle, and now you're doing the splits, and you're like, where the hell are we? Because you're not a football conference, you're not a basketball conference. Um, to think that Duke's the only top twenty-five team in the ACC, and Carolina, Virginia, like. New York, these cities that produce tons of athletes, um, Georgia Tech, like, I I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, new, UNC's been down some. Wake's been down some. Wake's got a hell of a coach with Steve Forbes. Um, but to be 37, um, yeah, I mean, the ACC is just a, a weak conference right now. And Dukes are all one and done. And once Coach K, who knows what the program look like, looks like in the future. Five teams in, dude, from, like, both guys, Palm and Lunardi. I found that surprising. I know five? I, it, it, it may be uh, – I have it here somewhere. I believe so. Five or four. Well, there's uh, 36. There's 36 no, five large teams. Miami, uh, Duke, North Carolina, Notre Dame. Yeah, and, forgot uh, about Wake, Miami. And Wake. Yeah. A- and Miami's got some good non-conference, but a lot of those teams have wins against each other. And then there's like Notre Dame lost to a horrible Boston College team. North Carolina lost to a terrible Pitt team. It's kind of like what I say about, I mean, any conference. I just use the SEC to piss you guys off. But uh, how do we know this whole conference is an ass and all their good wins are against each other? Um, Five teams getting in, dude, that's, I was shocked too. But that's what both of them have. Yeah, that's that's inflation. I mean, you like you said, I mean, they're they're beating each other up in a bad conference. It, it shows, you know, not good for anyone. Um, we're gonna see 
come tournament time, I, I don't see Duke making it so, maybe two rounds top. That like so so just, just real quick for comparison, the Big Twelve, their top five are number two, number nine, number ten, and number fifteen. The ACC is number five, number twenty eight, number thirty seven, number thirty eight, and you're saying like that. Like one league is so much better than the other. No, I agree. The, the, at the same time, Robbie, look. Uh, let's look at a couple of the mid majors. Uh, the West Coast has number one, number seventeen, and number twenty-three. The Mountain Valley Conference: twenty-two, twenty-seven, thirty-one, thirty-two. I mean, the depth of the Mets majors is greater than the ACC at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and I, I listened to a Wake Forest podcast because Steve Forbes, the former Tennessee assistant, and, and, and I got to know Coach Forbes just a little bit. So I root for him. But the one point he made in one of his podcasts was there's no one to beat in the ACC that helps your numbers because outside of a Duke, Everything's a quad two victory. So how do you move up? I mean, if you're if you're if you're one of those mid Wake Forest teams, where's the victory at to move up, Robbie? It's not in the conference. Well, this is exactly what happened in the SEC about seven or eight years ago. And um Sankey brought in a um advisor from the old Big East. And he said, how do we make basketball better? And they brought in more recruiting advisors. They built better stadiums, more game day experience. You invest money in it. That's how you do it. But the ACC's always had this money. What they've done is they've just gotten lazy and assumed that because we've always been good, we're going to be good in the future. And now you're falling behind. And once you fall behind, it's very hard to catch up because you got the Big Ten – the SEC that are just printing money. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Like those are money printers. Um, the Pac-12, you got the resources, you got the, uh, you got Arizona, you got UCLA, you got the schools, you got and you USC's got money. Like Oregon, Oregon, Oregon's got yeah more money than you need know to do with. Like those are powerhouses and then you got the big 12 which is just kind of texas they're, they're they're the texas area kansas um it's a struggle you can't rely on just history anymore to- yeah, it's not the 90s no hey let me ask you this real quick all the three of you i know rob especially loves ken palm i'm gonna give you a resume because this is one thing i don't understand this team has wins against texas tech yukon wisconsin who is 24 in Ken Palm, by the way. Uh, no problem there. Seton Hall, Xavier, Marquette, and at Villanova. That kind of gives it away. Their losses are, they have three of them, to Texas, San Diego State, and San Francisco, all in the top 25 Ken Palm. Providence is the Big East champ. I should have let you guys guess. They are number 34 in Ken Palm. I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to run into that team. That I mean, the Big East was where I was going with this, you know. Uh, you know, top of the Big East is damn good. How the hell are they number 34? I, I just listed well, those wins. I mean, neutral site. I will tip in Providence, and also I will say 
you don't want to see Marquette on the six or seven line if you're no. if you're a two seed in that second day. I, I think some of it is press. I think some of it is. Uh, I mean, I know I do like Palm. Um, I'm with Robbie on that. The Big East. I, I just don't know. I don't get it. That's all I'm saying. I, don't I think get it. a bad really Georgetown low. team hurts the Big East too, who is horrible. Some of the traditional powers in the Big East have gone or they're not very good. But I agree with you. And I would give you the opposite of Houston. Where is Houston's quality wins? I mean, I really challenge you to go find quality wins in that Houston schedule. They lost to Memphis. They've lost to SMU. I I mean, Houston being in the the sixth seed or sixth spot, you, I, I challenge you all day to give me, give me Houston's resume that deserves to be on the, the sixth overall seed in the country. I just don't see it. That's crazy. I, I mixed up Providence, by the way. Uh, their losses because they just lost to Villanova. No, wait a minute. They won, didn't they? No, no, no. They won. lost. Yeah, they lost by two. They've also lost to at Marquette and then Virginia. That's their only losses. Wait a minute. Yeah, what's Villanova? Villanova's 12. Villanova's Villanova can win it all twice. I just remember 34 is crazy to me. Robbie, do you have that? Uh, do you have that Houston schedule pulled up? I can pull up, yeah, real quick. So they've got, um, so they they lost to Alabama, they lost to SMU, they lost to Memphis, they lost to Wisconsin. Their biggest wins are Virginia. Against number 40, Oklahoma State, and then against number 58, SMU. Oh, good, guys. You, yeah. When they play, they, they, they beat Virginia. They, Virginia's 75th in Ken Palm. So they got they beat Oregon when Oregon was tanking and had injuries. Yeah, Oakland, Oregon was 67th. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's now. We have to take into account, you know, how good the team was playing when you faced them. Uh, but, yeah, there's a – kind of reputation a couple of the players that are holdovers they're obviously a tough team with a great coach but uh yeah i don't see just be sometimes if you have no bad losses it's more important than good wins and i think houston is representative of that i would i'd rather well said there is no other team if they end up on the three line or the two line i want to see in this uh the sweet 16 than to look across and, and I'm a Balls fan and see Tennessee and Houston in the Sweet 16 if they get there. I just think it's a really undeserving team. And I I, I personally, I, I am a big believer too. And I don't think the Big Ten, let's go there. The Big Ten is very top heavy. Brendan, we, we had a little discussion before we come on the air. And I gave, there's three teams down there at the bottom, Michigan, Rutgers, in Indiana, that appears all of them are going to get in the tournament. Yeah. But I think Michigan's, what, 16 and 12 now? Are these tournament teams? Uh, it, it's hard to say. I mean, Michigan right now, you know, they, they just had their coach suspended. They're they're actually playing a little bit better, in my opinion, than, than with Jawan um, as of late. But we'll see. They still got a tough schedule. They got Iowa and uh, – then they play us, um, two top 25 teams. Um, they're going to be on the bubble. They're, they're probably going to get in, no problem. 
Um, Rutgers, what about them? Because if you Rutgers. look at their losses, all their good wins are in conference. They have some of the worst losses I've ever seen of a team that's supposedly going to get in. Yeah. Well, I again, don't even know it, it's, it's a debate if Rutgers gets in at this point. That's what well, I don't understand. No, well, they'll just be Indiana yeah, tonight. So. They're saying they're getting in. Uh, both of them yeah. say, have them in, but losses to DePaul. Horrible UMass team who Matt McCall, former Chattanooga coach, just had a rough go of it in a, in a bad school right now in terms of program. Lafayette, Penn State, Minnesota, Maryland, and Northwestern. Those are their losses. Yeah. Yikes. At, at the end of the day, guys, we got we can't forget that this is a business as well. And, you know, you, you see a lot of these teams, um, like you said, Houston, you know, for no reason up there, just just writing name recognition or conference recognition, um, being, you know, big eyes on, on tournaments, can sell tickets, whatever. So uh, that's what's fun about the tournament, right? You know, you get some of these – schools in that are, are smaller or, or whatever no one gave them a chance and you know make deep runs so indiana is a weird one to me but they have a couple of very good wins they they're do. Against ohio gonna, state and purdue yeah. that's yeah. going to be my question to you rog indiana has a i've never seen a losing record in conference without 20 wins beside it qualify for the tournament you're talking about a team that is nine and ten in the Big Ten, seventeen and twelve overall. To me, that is not a conference resume. They're you the Hoosiers, baby. The you give me five hundred yeah. in the Big Ten, twenty wins. I'm 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 going to justify it all day long. This no, is where politics. Exactly. Total example of politics. It's Indiana. Yep. You know they have a superstar in, in Trace uh, Jackson Davis, but yeah. Another thing, a totally insular wins. This was a team that if they get in, I don't see them getting past the first round. But I agree entirely. Um, I don't see it there. Again, what is it? Those guys have ten, nine teams from the Big Ten getting in. Nine teams. That's – whoa. That Sometimes is 25% it feels like at, the, at, the bit, at large bids or 20% at large bids. Does well, it ever feel like, you know, sometimes – it's really hard to get one of those bids, and other times they're just like anybody with a winning record in conference is getting in. Uh, well, that feels at, weird this year. At, there's really only five out of the nine that are probably worthy or that can actually do something in this tournament. So. That's a lot. Robbie Davis, well, you had something to follow up? Yeah, well, I like, like the Indiana uh, conversation. I don't get – the idea of putting in a blue blood, if you will, in the 7-10 game. Because the chance of them winning anyways is nothing. I'm sorry. Who the hell doesn't watch the first two rounds of March Madness? It's like right. it's like it's like saying, Oh, we can't put a small market in the Super Bowl. Man, people are watching regardless. Put a team in, let people fall in love with them. Like, as much as I personally hate Loyola Chicago, I and Sister Jean, I dislike, and she's a sweetheart. I'm sure she is. I just don't like her because of what happened to Tennessee. But that, that, if my, if that was Indiana as a 12 seed versus what, what happened to Loyola Chicago, it's a whole different story. 
so, you don't like a hundred year old nun? I don't. No, <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah, it's SEC. No, I f, f that nun, dude. My, yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. she cursed us. Um, Sister Jean, just not a. No, yeah. You ran into the Beavers last year. That's yeah, I know. Yeah, I was at that game. Wow, that was yeah. a, hey, that was so, yeah. the point. The point being, like, don't put a blue. Like, there's no sense in me. Like, oh, we need television. Right? No, you don't. There's there's no lack of television television ratings in the first. It's the turn. No, you're you're exactly right. But you know, big markets. I'm sure there's you know deals they get or whatever. So I mean, that's why you see that it. It's always politics. I don't care what you do. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely politics. Well, I mean, the NCAA headquarters just happens to be in where? Indianapolis. That's why Mm. Indiana gets a fair, uh, unfair, or just a uh, better. They're the Hoosiers, baby. So what about Iowa, dude? Iowa's a weird one, too. Yeah. What have they done? One of my favorite basketball conferences. About to beat Michigan. is, Is the Atlantic 10. You right now, the second round, uh, you're looking at Davidson in who, who deserves to be in. VCU is deserves to be in. Lenardi has the eighth team out as Dayton 21 and nine, 13 and four in conference. I, I take Dayton all day over Indiana or Rutgers. Uh, am, am, is it just my my? I'd rather watch Dayton to Indiana. I don't know, but to Wins me, wins over I, Kansas, I like Virginia Tech could make noise in the tournament. Yes. Rog, go ahead. They beat Virginia Tech, Kansas, and Miami. Uh, the first four games in Dayton. Uh, that's another political game. Like sometimes Dayton is better than that playing game, and they'll just throw them in there uh, because they know they're going to sell out. Dayton does have one bad loss. They lost to an awful LaSalle team. Uh, they may have more. That's a quad four loss. But I agree. Dayton, to me, I mean, you beat Kansas, Miami, Virginia Tech, and then you're supposedly, like, on the bubble with some of these ACC teams. I mean, you just beat them on a neutral floor. Um, Extremely well-coached. Miami. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't want to run into Dayton, uh, anybody that's well-coached, really, but they are one of those programs, proverbially, like, right there. Before we leave the Big Ten, um, Robbie, who in the Big Ten, and, and then I'll come Robbie, Brendan, Raj, give me give me the team in the Big Ten that could make the noise that we're sitting here in the second week talking about still. Man, I tweeted about this last night. Even though Purdue lost, somehow Purdue's going to end up in Tennessee's bracket. And- <laughs> Every year. Every year, and that's going to be the downfall. Purdue, to me, they've got the, the height. They've got the guard play. They're well-coached. Um, they're, to me, they're insane. one of the top three, two teams in the country. Um, I'm terrified of them. They match up well against almost everybody. Um, they lost last night to Wisconsin, but that's at Cole. That's a hard place to win. That's – the, the, there's venues. It was the a big bank three, three dude. Yeah. Bank well, three. two bank threes. There's a bank three to tie, and then a bank oh, three to yeah. win. That ain't right. Yeah. yeah. So that that was that was a that was a uh, gift win to Wisconsin. But all all you know, uh, props to them. But yeah, uh, Purdue scares me in the Big Ten. Uh, Forty to twenty eight, Auburn leads Mississippi State. 
I agree with you. I I I like I like Illinois and Purdue. Over, Illinois is my team over over Wisconsin. Brendan, if you were going to pick one of the three, which one do you go with? And you know, you already know you're going to hear Illinois behind you two times. Yeah. So well, I, you know, you guys stole my thunder a little bit. I, I even though we beat Illinois in Illinois, the Ohio State, we Ohio State's not going to be in the conversation. Uh, we're too inconsistent. Can't you know? We might win one or two games in the tournament. I like Purdue as well, to Robbie's point. I mean, they can match up with anybody in the country, um, especially Gonzaga. I think they're probably the closest matchup with Gonzaga, uh, in my opinion. But Illinois, man, don't count those guys out. They're, they're good. They're, they're good. They're, they're peaking at the right time uh, as Alfonso well. Alfonso Plummer, Utah transfer. Man, so. Hey, bucket getter. Um, hey, that's just a weird school that – Consistently, be is pretty good at basketball. Like, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they. uh, Who goes to Champaign, Illinois? Like, who does that? They, they were, (laughs) what? They didn't. Or Final Four last year, Elite Eight. No, at least they made Elite Eight. I can't remember if they made it to Final Four last year or not. But, um, yeah, Illinois. uh, Like I said, you guys stole my thunder. Wisconsin. That was a. I mean, they're a good team. They're, they're 24 in Ken Palm. They're probably number three team in the Big Ten. I, I would say Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin. I guess Ohio State after that. Hey. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, uh, go I ahead. Thinking about the Big Ten, and this is a hypothetical for everybody. If you were to match up the first team of every conference, who would be the best first team? Because – Looking at the Big Ten, you know, I, I do think nine teams is a lot, but uh, Ivy, Liddell, uh, Johnny Davis, Cockburn, um, Hunter Dickinson, Ron Harper Jr., Tracy Jackson Davis. I mean, those guys are loaded, but There's that's another some, question. Yeah. Who would you who would you put on the first team, all SEC? I mean, I can do the Pac-12 in my head, but and would that team beat the Big Ten team, you know? Uh, just curiosity. Who would who would be on the All SEC First Team right now? No Google. Who would you put? Jabari Smith, Tashibwe, probably oh, no. Walker Kessler. In the backcourt, I would struggle a little bit, but I I do think you got to put one of the Alabama kids on it, and probably Kennedy Chandler, who I don't think is the best guard at Tennessee, but the hype would bring it to me. Right. I'm That's a, a I'm a Zakai Ziegler fan. I'm going to tell you. He yeah. makes the team run when he's in there. Eagles great, but don't be silly, Chandler's Chandler's uh, Chandler's a stud. Dude. He, he is. He is. But, a and he's going to be a great NBA player. I just Chandler's think with the balls in Ziggler's hand, it's a little more high paced, a little more. Let me play it this way. He makes better decisions, I think. I like Kennedy Chandler at the two guard and Zakai at the one guard. He's he's more of a uh, LeBron, not a Jordan. I, I just think Kennedy Chandler, when we screen for him, we clear shots for him, is a more effective player. But the sad thing is he's probably the best at getting to the rim on the team too. So, yeah, he's all everything. But I don't know. Uh, I think the front line's pretty clear with Jabari Smith and Tashibwe and Walker yeah. Kessler. And, and people don't see how many shots Walker Kessler's broke. 
You got uh, the, the guy Rock. from Arkansas. What's his name? Note. Uh, JD Note. Scotty yeah. Pippen Jr. Yeah. Uh, Scottie, there's a lot of good Shackelford players. is that dude from Alabama. Uh, the Shackleford, guy from yes. Florida. Uh, uh, Castleman. Castleton. I, Castleton. I'd still, yeah. I'd still yeah. take a big – That I mean, that's a damn good team, though. <laughs> big 10. Uh, I would. Big, let me tell you. I'm, tie, I, tie. I, it's a halfway joke, but it, it is some truth in it. The problem with the Big Ten is they have too many six, eight white guys that want to shoot three points, pointers. And I mean, it's it's the stereotypical Wisconsin to me, Frank Zaleski yeah. player, you know. And, and I don't know why does I, race matter, Randall? I'm, we're going to leave that alone. Not really. <laughs> but, I, I didn't say it was. <laughs> it, it, hey, hey, yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to go up in the cold either. I'm not playing in. 20 degree weather when I'm playing. Hey, it was 76 today here today. Well, so, Wisconsin and Minnesota are the king of 6A white guys. So, so if I know. give you Chandler, Shackleford, Kessler, Tashibwe, and Jabari Smith, how does that match up with let's go with the Pac 12 real fast? They would beat the Pac 12. <laughs> uh, you know, the Pac 12's got a lot of scores, but yeah, that front line is going to murder most people. Uh, Pac-12 would be Matherin, uh, either Hawkes or Tiger Campbell or uh, uh, Juzang from UCLA. Uh, with USC, I, I would go with Drew Peterson, who's just an all-everything guy over Mobley. Um, Hold on. Yeah, we get I think killed. I've got to change my team. I think I've got to put Scottie Pippen Jr. on my team somewhere. Yeah, I mentioned him. That guy leads the SEC in scoring, right? Not that that's uh, that big of a deal. Hey, I think Vescovy or Vescovy, wherever you want to say it, it's one of the best players in the SEC. He can be. He can also be ass, but sorry. Hey, I'm having JJJ as my sixth man on the team. I know that. All right, guys. A real good conversation, but I want to move on. We got about 20 more minutes before we wrap it up. And and I do want to promote uh, Roy Panky, who's coming on. We also have a second guest coming on. Join me. My now co-worker at my a job is a former Rivals podcaster, A.J. Cook, a recent Tennessee graduate, covered the ball balls over the last five years, will be here to talk Tennessee basketball prior to the announcement of the tournament. A.J.'s been someone that's been in the arena, been around the program a ton lately. We have a chance to really pick his brain a little bit. Um. If, if I can, I will try to get my mother on the show. I she was my third you, announcement. I promise you she will break down SEC basketball better than anyone. All she does is sit there and watch. She, she slips from Fox News to the SEC Network, and she watches more <laughs> SEC basketball than anybody I know. Well, She's not a spirit same, animal. <laughs> isn't that the same channel? <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi State's on a little run here. Lead was up to 17 at halftime. It's down to 10, just underway, 42-32. Oh, that's over. Backing over. But anyways. All right. So, yeah, we'll have several guests. Um, and, Robbie, I was going to say your, your mother, too. Roy asked me to announce that his team, anyone wanting to play for the Tennessee Force, please go to Facebook to the Tennessee Force page and send your inquiry letter to Roy. He is putting together his girls' team, which is phenomenal, and his boys' team. The girls, the Tennessee Elite, the boys, the Tennessee Force. Please go. Uh, high school players, 
local high school players, you have to have some experience at this level. Please, please send your resume to Roy. Let's move over to Big 12. Now, uh, Chappie last year was our Big 12 expert, and he we talked a lot about it. And I think he may have been a year early. Every team in the Big 12 is in the top 75. Every team. Gosh. Is the Big 12 clearly the best basketball conference right now? And it, 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 is it is – it, is the top end of the Big 12 better than the top end of the SEC, Robbie? We'll start there. Oh, yeah. The Big 12 is stacked. I mean, the top four are in the top 15 of Ken Palm. Like, Texas Tech, Texas, those teams are legit Final Four contenders. They're 15 and 10. Kansas, TCU, uh, man. Yeah, TCU. They, Huge Kansas wins. is number nine. Baylor, Baylor, they're all great. Like, you could, you could conceivably, depending on the matchups, see – two to three Big 12 teams in the Final Four. They're that good. This is the stacked league this year. As good as SC is, um, it doesn't compare to the Big 12, not this year. The one Kansas team State, up top 14 that and talk, 15. we haven't talked about a lot is Kansas. I, I'm not sold on this Kansas team. Are you? They've got talent. They always got talent. And Bill Self can coach. Um, they also benefit from a huge home crowd. And so that's that the, the home crowds is the sticking point in college basketball. Look how teams get away from home. And that's what worries me about Tennessee. That's what worries me about someone like Kansas. Like where have they won on the road or neutral sites? Cause that's what it's They have one of the best scores in the country in Obagi yeah. when they're healthy. Uh, Watch out. You know, one interesting note, well, number one, uh, I love the fact that USC beat them by 30 last year in the round of 32, but Kansas had a lot of injuries. Remy Martin, who was an all-first-team guy at uh, Arizona State, goes to Kansas, and uh, he's had some injuries, but the dude barely plays now. Uh, it's kind of frightening. Joseph uh, Yusefu, who was all – whatever league Drake is in, I can't remember, uh, last year first team – uh, another guy that gets bench minutes there. When they're on, you, you know, I Wilson, McCormick, they're pretty darn good. But, you know, for me, when you, it's, I call it the Zerbiak effect or, you know, Adam Morrison, even though he cried at the end, uh, just like elite scorers are huge in the tournament, and they've got one. But uh, I agree. I, another team I wouldn't be shocked if they, uh, if they lost. I mean, if they go – Texas Tech or Kansas to go further. If somebody asks me, I, I'd say Texas Tech, even though they can't really shoot. Brandon, uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Texas Tech and Tennessee sometimes look a lot a lot. Brandon, even with the Big Ten's nine bids, there's no way the Big Ten can compete in the middle to the bottom end of the conference with the Big 12, are they? No, I totally agree. I mean, I, watch out for UCLA, too. I mean, you know, they had a big win, I guess – mid-January, late January over Arizona. Um, I think that was – what was that score? Uh, 75-59. I know it was at UCLA, but, you know, a big signature win for them. Um, I look for them to kind of go deep in this tournament as well. 
four legit scores plus Peyton Watson, who many think is a lottery pick, who doesn't play that much at UCLA right now because of Tiger Campbell, but a team that can shoot lights out. Mm -hmm. Um, When they get hot, man, watch out. When they get hot, they have the four best overall shooters, I think, together in the country. Yeah, Uh, collectively. But And and if Watson turns it on like he played last game, watch out. Well, before we get off the Big 12, give me your – two teams that'll be a storyline the second day. I'm going to give you Texas Tech and Baylor. And I ain't reaching out on a big limb there. But to me, those are the two tournament ready teams. To Roger's point, Texas Tech's got to shoot better. But God, they play defense. So I'll take Texas Tech and Baylor. Robbie, where, where, where's your headline? Um, yeah, so Baylor's going to advance because they should advance. I like Texas Tech and Texas to both make the Sweet 16 and both challenge for an Elite Eight. They're both really good. And it's the same coaching staff on both teams that both half-court shut off the other side defense uh, that makes it really, really tough to play offense against. So uh, Chris Beard and then the Texas Tech new coach is escaping me, but the disciple from Beard – so uh, I like both of those teams to make a deep run. Texas is coming together, and their talent yeah. level, we all know, is you know probably top three or four in the country based on their transfers. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I totally agree. Uh, watch out for those two teams. I absolutely agree. Brendan, who you got? Yeah, I like Baylor and, and again, UCLA. Um, UCLA, I think, can can make kind of a big splash here in the tournament. So Baylor had a pivotal injury, though. If uh, if what's his name is healthy, I would put them really high. But that is a tough guy. Uh, I'm not even pronounce his name, but JTT, yeah. uh, just kind of like Kuminga, just freak athletically. You know, maybe doesn't show up in the box score, but challenges, changes every shot. That's a tough guy to lose. You know, another guy there, uh, James Akinjo, who was Arizona's leading scorer last year, who transferred from Rutgers or somewhere. Uh, he's not a guy that makes other people better. So I'm not as high on uh, Baylor as many, just uh, mainly because of JTT. But uh, as we said, Texas Tech, TCU is a team to watch out for. Uh, not Iowa State, but yeah, Kansas as well. All right, while we got you on, Rod, Robbie, did you give our your picks on the Big 12? I did. You did? Okay. Rod. I got more to say. Uh, well, that always. Always. Rod, before we jump off and we're going to finish up with the Pac-12 and then we're going to talk about some mid-majors and get out of here, give us a little thumbnail. We've talked about the Big 12 or Pac-12. Is it Arizona and the rest or or is there somebody else that can make noise out there? Brandon keeps referencing UCLA. Do we have someone else that we could – and you see at yeah, Southern Cal, is there somebody that we don't know about that's a better team than we think? I mean, when Oregon plays Oregon basketball, another team that's kind of like Texas, a lot of transfers that come together, they can beat anybody in the country, led by Jacob Young. Uh, but there's some of their losses are really bad. Same with Colorado. Um, You know, when I look at teams that we're not sure how great they are, I look at talent. And, you know, USC has got some of the best NBA players. That doesn't nothing to do with right now, but 
you know, there's multiple guys that are, I believe are going to play next level. Um, you know, they couldn't make anything against Arizona, uh, but, you, you know, they have the talent and the experience to go far, but they could also lose in the first round. Uh, but, no, I really think it's those top three teams because unless Oregon or Colorado uh, wins the conference tournament, kind of like Oregon State did last year, what were they, like a 500 in conference, right. maybe even Washington State who leads the uh, yeah. conference in three-point shooting, uh, it's just going to be those three teams, and I hate to say it, but probably just UCLA and Arizona and maybe just Arizona. Uh, it's not a great year for the conference. Top heavy, yes, but uh, well, yeah, not a very good year. Mississippi State cuts it to six, then gets a flagrant one. Auburn shoots three, makes one of the two, or shoots two, makes one of the two. Back up seven with the basketball with 14 minutes to go. Mississippi State with a little run, playing physical in the second half. Flager. Bobby, uh, Pac-12, real quick. You got uh, – I kind of – you stole my thunder. I was going to talk about Oregon, but, Bobby, what's your take real fast? And then we're going to go to the mid-majors. Oh, I hate them. Um, well, I'm going to try to combine those two topics. I, I'm not sure you can talk about the Pac-12 without talking about the West Coast Conference and the Mountain West. Because Absolutely. Let's be honest. Um, That's in bias. They're kind of blended together. Like, and this sucks for sports fans, and it especially sucks for the West Coast people, but the product's just not great right now. But you have Arizona at three, UCLA at eight, Gonzaga's at one. Then the next you have St. Mary's at 17, San Francisco at 23. Like, that's the next best West Coast team you've got. You know, we got San Diego State at 22, Boise State at 27, Colorado State at 31. It's it's just now the Pac-12, the West Coast is the blunder of schools. Like, the, the conference isn't really strong right now, um, which is a shame. Hopefully, you, USC gets it back together. I thought Anfield would do a better job than he's done. He's recruited, but he just hasn't turned on, on the court success yet. Um, they Oregon come together late, you know, late eight Oregon, last year. But Oregon has had a unicorn. Um, Oregon's always going to have the money, and they'll, they'll, you know, be here and there. Um, Washington went to, you know, the, the Syracuse assistant with a two-three zone, which Hopkins. I love the two-three zone, but basketball has changed, and now it maybe doesn't make sense. Now everyone's shooting threes, so Bayheim hasn't been successful in Syracuse. And the Washington coach has not been that successful here lately in Washington. So Except for Wyoming nutshell, too. And not in a nutshell, I got Zona and UCLA. I think USC they get in, they can do damage like they did last year. Um, but they gotta get in. They're in. I think I mean most people call them a lock. They've been on the six line, but yeah, they're a team that I've no problems admitting they could lose in the first round. Or if they – because they can D up, although not from three. Um, you know, they could make another Elite Eight run. Last year they were six, and they had one bad game, kind of like last night against Gonzaga. Um, but they were beating the crap out of everybody. Uh, again, last year, though, they had a unicorn who is going to be the rookie of the year in the NBA, in my opinion, uh, Evan Mobley. But, yeah, you know, I hate to say it. There is a West Coast – bias in my opinion but it's not entirely off base um you know last night was one of the first sellouts at usc the game started at 11 p.m i mean just ridiculous you know i stayed uh, up to watch it 
I had money I did, on it, though. Too, I know. And I'm <laughs> sure, I would have told you, don't bet on USC. But we don't do ourselves any favors. And, you know, Gonzaga for many years was Snow White and no dwarves. Um, so, yeah, you kind of took the top three or four or five teams from those three conferences on the West Coast and just put them together. So I don't disagree with you. Um, but if there's a surprise team, I'd watch out for one of those Mountain West teams. Um, you know, St. Mary's we saw. I'm not a big Santa Clara guy or San Francisco, despite playing pretty well. Uh, but, yeah, Mountain West teams, you know, they can grind it out. You know, State, Wyoming, uh, Colorado State, Boise State. They're really a, usually a, a tough first-round matchup. Believe it or not, I know it's ironic, but they will punch you in the mouth, uh, those dudes from that conference. So uh, that's the conference to watch out for, in my opinion. Any, any parallel between the Pac-12 being slightly off and the recruiting base now for – and I'm not talking about UCLA or USC. I'm talking about the cows of the world. Are, are kids preferring to go play at a high mid-major like St. Mary's or go play at a very bad Pac-12 team like Cal? I, I perceive in the world out west right now there is some movement to this mid-major level. Am I, am I wrong or is this something you feel? They're ideal to transfer to, but, you know, Southern California has long been in the number one area in the world for college basketball talent. Uh, overall, you know, Florida's get, you know, nowadays you have all these transfers and stuff to IMG and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, half the time their best players there go to Duke. Um, you know, they go to Tennessee, they go other places. Uh, part of it's for environments and atmospheres. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look at transfers. Again, SC was big on uh, Ryan Nemhard, Andrew Nemhard from Florida. Uh, Back in the day, who would choose Gonzaga over any Pac-12 school? But these guys transfer in. Uh, you know, they they play with great players. And, um, you, you know, they don't get a lot of five stars straight out the box. But um, they sure as heck become a destination for kids that have experience and transfer. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys aren't staying home. It's a bummer for us. But the rest of the country's pretty happy. Well, in the last ten minutes, um, I want to – Look at a couple of things. By the way, uh, if I'm distracted, Auburn's on a I mean, Mississippi State's been on a run here. Has cut the game to four. Auburn 49, Mississippi State 45, 10-43 to go. Auburn shoots a three, no good. Mississippi with a chance to turn this into a one-possession game. The Bulldogs from Mississippi State. Wait, can I, can I say something real quick, Randall? Yes. Um, when you talk about recruiting and – I want to be clear um, that what happened at Tennessee this week was a great thing. Uh, Ziegler's family got money um, to replace a home that was damaged. We talked about it earlier. That's a fantastic thing, and that's very much what the theory of this rule should be. But so let me set that aside. And go to the 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 potential bad side. Tennessee Tennessee put out put out a, a headline. This all happened last night. Tennessee put a headline. Please wait. Like like 
there's a student need, please wait to donate because we're going to go through NCAA compliance to make sure this is okay. To make sure he doesn't lose the eligibility, which is great. They did that. And then through NCAA compliance, a gun, a GoFundMe was created for his house burning down, which is great. On the flip side, though, now what has been set is a GoFundMe can be created for whatever. Yeah, and so now that's going, be, that's going to be recruiting now. Hey, GoFundMe, and, and this this is not Ziegler's fault. And this maybe I'm just taking it down a dark path, but it's just no. this is what the future is going to happen. Like, it's go a slippery slope for sure. Yes. And then like yeah. this is this is the filth we we all were uncomfortable with um, that 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 we see coming down the pipeline. Yeah, well, there's there's no rules with the NLI right now, yeah. right? So now this is just another loophole within that entire ordeal that now you can actually have college, <coughs> you know, students or you know fans or whatever start to donate to the to these players and, and recruit them to your school. So. Again, I mean, we we are we're treading on paper here because there there are no rules. It's just you know NLI. You can file pretty much anything under the NLI rule as yeah. of right now, and they've got to set some standards and some ground rules here because this is getting out of hand quickly. Like to your point, this was a great thing, and this shouldn't even be a factor with NCAA like yeah, it's, it's something it's of, something it, like it, this it, happens to an athlete or a student for that matter like there should be no question that you could donate money to to help yeah. that family but again being an athlete you know you you've got to kind of walk a walk through the red tape on that but it, it's just it's it, going to get out of hand it, it's, one of those, it's a great thing long, and it can but, go so bad so fast He's the from Queens, right? To Shibwe until last week was prevented as an out of state, out of country student from accepting yeah. NIL money. It was just in the last week that he was able to get some NIL money to move his mom from Africa. And I don't care. I don't care what the rule is. I don't care where he plays at. This kid being able to move his mom into the country Absolutely. is the yeah. right move. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we're all we're, we. I think everyone's all for them getting paid. We just gotta find the right rules. It, but what yeah. does that say about Im- federal immigration laws? We don't want to go down that path. But you know, unless your kid plays ball, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and no, and, yeah, you're exactly right. And that it changes everything. Yeah, then, I mean, I agree. Federal immigration then, laws trump state. Rob will tell you. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. You know, what about the millions of refugees and person? We're not going down that path. But I don't know. We, it, it we can have a whole segment yeah. on that. Is any of very interesting and can rebound because we got a couple I of mean, kids. No, but they may have saved like a thousand school kids and by let them in. Yeah. All right, before I won't get off before <laughs> I we agree, get blame off of Trump. This subject, we gotta go local one time. Local right now in the RPI rating, the number eleven conference is the Southern Conference. On top of the Southern Conference sets, our Chattanooga Mox, where I graduated from, I'm a big believer that you that the Southern Conference are to get two bids this year. They will not. 
But we're on a slippery slope when you're at a mid-major, and this is what I want to talk about. UTC, by the way, lead down to two. Mississippi State shooting free throws to tie the game. These schools like Chattanooga and Furman, who are both had great years, if they lose, one of them is going to lose in the tournament and probably be shipped off to play some superpower SEC team that doesn't make the tournament. So you'll get Furman at Florida or something like that as a consolation in NIT. Uh, Is it the true definition of UTC's tournament starts tomorrow in the Southern Conference because it's lose and go home? Rod, you've been a vocal, you've been vocal about this. Small cool school conference, one bid only. Yeah, I mean, with Chattanooga, the difference though this year is they have next level talent for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, with Malachi Smith, uh, Jean Baptiste, and of course uh, Silvio De Souza, who was a five star that went to Kansas and you know came from a, a from Angola and basically did not handle what the limelight was in the Midwest, which I can't blame him for what he went through. Uh, you know, UTC, everybody's penciling them in. They've had bad losses lately at home to VMI and UNC Greensboro, who they should not lose to. But they didn't have a bunch of guys, including DeSouza, who's a 6'9", you know, 250 brawler. So basically to answer your question, I do think it's a one-bid league this year. Um, if there were going to be two, it's not that they have the resume, but, you know, I firmly believe, even though the committee won't admit it, when you have next-level talent, you know, people want to see it. And Malachi Smith, John Baptiste, who's like he's been there 20 years. And again, De Souza, um, even the other dudes, uh, their transfers, I can't think of it, their names. Um, yes. And, yeah. And they I have, mean, they, they're they have solid, transfers man. that left the programs that are doing, that are doing quite well up the yeah. scale, too. So they are. And McCall, proof. Will Wade, even though we yes. don't know how he's employed. I mean, the program has become, I'm not going to say like a Gonzaga, but. I mean, who would have thought DeSouza, a five-star, would transfer in to UTC? You know, uh, it's it's becoming a stepping stone program, which is awesome. So I'd love to see them win the tournament. But, you know, it's also not easy. They take everybody's best shot. And Asheville is a weird place to play basketball, in my opinion. So I think it's a one-bid team. If there were to be two, it's only if somebody else won and Chattanooga got in. Robbie Davis, have you ever been down to the UTC arena to watch the Mocs play? Because it's a 4,500. I mean, there's 4,000. There's the same 4,500 people there every week. I go a couple of times a year, $10. Yeah. You can sit down courtside. It's a fun college basketball. It's not Knoxville. It's um, steep. But if it sold out every game, man, that that place would be awesome. I have been there for a concert. I've not been there for a basketball game. And you know what? what? Even my kid's been five times. I <laughs> I have all the statistics for the SoCon conference, and I want to make an argument why multiple teams should get in. And you know what? They should. But at the same time, I was sitting here thinking, what are we doing here? We're arguing that the – best sporting event should be changed like let whoever you want into but you know what it's still the tournament it's still awesome and 
it's almost it's not NFL playoff level, but it's the next best thing, and it's going to be glorious. Yes, I'd like to see Furman get in. You know, you got UNC Greensboro sixty-two, VMI sixty-eight. Like, there's a lot of teams that are they're more credible than like Syracuse getting in at their what seven and nine ACC record, but you know you're gonna have big names, but it it you know what we're all gonna watch in March. And it's all gonna be glorious. Chattanooga's been as high as like a twelve seed. When have you yeah. seen that from the SoCon winner? It, before even the tournament, uh, they're, they're, so the country is aware. If, if no, agree, uh, the, the country is aware is available. of what they can do, D'Souza, he's the difference maker. He is well, the difference maker. They don't lose either of those games at home, in my opinion, if he's healthy. This is the greatest thing about the tournament is you get these teams occasionally that come in that, you know, they get a little bit of local media relevance or whatever and they can step into a tournament and actually make some noise so uh it it's pretty cool to see um i'm anxious to see if if utc gets in there and that would be awesome uh i'll definitely be buying some mox gear if, if that happens y'all can y'all can yell at me next two weeks from now when we're talking about davison in the sweet 16 and said randall said it first so i'm well, gonna go ahead and step out and is that is that your reckless speculation? Yeah, that's I've definitely got, reckless speculation. Well, so if Berman's got me, a lot of seniors, to me that's huge. If it was me, let Grand Canyon University come in. They, yeah, I don't man. know if you guys have seen a game they've been involved in. That fan base is insane. They it's sell like, out. They get big transfers. Yeah, it, it's like a. I think it's an online university. We saw them in Phoenix. Uh, they have a campus now. Tennessee beat uh, Gonzaga. It was two versus one or three versus one. We beat Gonzaga, and then Grand Canyon came in, and it was. They, I mean, it was it was a damn uh, club atmosphere. Thunder Dan but, Marley, dude, he was the coach yeah. for a while. I don't think he is anymore. Let me let me give you an upset alert. With less than a minute to play, Creighton leaves UConn at sixty yeah. fifty five. I saw that. That also, could make a. But now it's Bryce Drew as their coach, dude. It's a destination program. Isn't LSU, Creighton uh, – LSU 42-39 over Arkansas. And what a beautiful news, game. Mississippi State down from 17 down now leads Auburn 52-49. If Auburn loses that game, we're going to have a three-way tie of some kind in the uh, SEC regular season championship. Um, we'll figure that out next week. Creighton beat Villanova by 20. They're 19 wow. and nine. If they win this wow. game, Villanova was missing. I think Gillespie was out that game. They beat Marquette. Hey. Um, then they lost by 40 almost to Villanova. Uh, that's another bubble team right now. This would be a sweep of UConn. Um, yeah. Marquette again so, twice. So, Randall, hypothetically, if Tennessee is in the Final Four in New Orleans, you're paying for our press passes down there, right? We're all. Going on the plane with you? How, how are we getting there? I, I'm probably hitchhiking, <laughs> but y'all are welcome to come along with me. I will buy. I will buy the Waffle House. I think there's a train that goes straight into New Orleans. Listen, I got a I got a 12 year old daughter who, who who's just got a brand new collection of albums. 
it's for sale. Tennessee gets to the final four because it's the only thing I have a worth. Uh, hey, real also, quick. There'll be a Peyton Manning helmet on eBay the next day. Uh, 52-49 Mississippi State-Auburn. Yes. I'm sorry, dude. There's a lot of people say it's a defense. There's just people that can't score in the conference. Maybe it's because, again, huge rivals and blah, blah, blah. But I see Listen, way too many of these problems. games. 42-41 LSU in Arkansas with like 10 minutes left. That's Jabari not Smith defense. needs to shoot about 35 times a game if you're that team. Hell yeah. I hate to wrap it up. You know what? We did very little prep for this show, and I kind of said let's go open form. Probably one of the best shows we've done in a long time. I really enjoyed tonight. We don't really get to sit here and talk college basketball except for the next two weeks, and we will talk I can't exclusively. Wait. Go ahead, Robbie. I can't wait for the Selection Sunday and then uh, wherever we're doing after that. Uh, you know what? Explain oh, Providence up, and Kempom, Rob, though. Up, need to know. up, up uh, five now. <laughs> I have a slight announcement that you guys don't even know about. We're going to do during the tournament. The Marion Messenger paper, uh, we're going to do live – video stories during the tournament and i may oh, draft wow. you guys in it so if you watch nice. a game on tv and you want to do oh, a 30 second delay. you go online and i'll give you access to it you say <laughs> your highlights of the game and seven writing an article you can do a video newspaper report instantly through the marion messenger tournament week we watch every game the only problem with rob is he could be 30 jack and cokes deep in vegas yeah, that's the problem. I think I'm going to Cherokee this year. Vegas, the flights are so Cherokee, eh? Yeah, boys. I, I hate to head us towards closing I out, but we've got to get know. to some. We've got to get to some bet your nuts. There's people waiting to make money. Uh, there's people waiting to hear Robbie's NASCAR <laughs> I do in the take. So let's go to it. This week, by the way, I, I've missed like three weeks in a row, so I, I'm going to go last this week because I've got a good one. Let's start with Raj Meta on their bet your nuts. What have you got, buddy? The hardest part is, like Rob, we we all say college basketball gives you one day of lines, and that's all I look at really. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go Michigan minus one and a half tomorrow night against Iowa at home, number twenty four Iowa. Um, I just don't see it in Iowa. I was close to going TCU. I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, though. Uh, they're 10.5-point dogs at Kansas. But I will go Michigan, 1.5 against Iowa. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, Jack Wad, you just stole my thunder. <laughs> hey, I, I'll just sure go ahead and get you in on mine. What about Illinois? I, you know, last week I, I said Michigan's a tournament team. If they're going to make it, they got to win tomorrow night. Give me Michigan money line to win that game straight up over Iowa. Way more athletic than Iowa. Yeah. Brandon Chain, what do you have? I've got a little bit of a future deal here. Um, we're going to go to the Mountain Valley Conference, and I'm going to pick Missouri State to win the Mountain Valley Conference over – uh, Loyola, and they're at plus five fifty right now. Uh, from what I've been reading, they're they're shooting lights out. I haven't watched the game, but everything I've read, um, this is tipping me towards 
uh, yeah, Missouri State and the Mountain Valley Conference. Drake just beat uh, Loyola Chicago. Actually, Loyola Chicago, right? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Well, they're they're good, the favorite. Good basketball but... conference. You're right. Good basketball conference. All right, guys. Um, we, we wait for this each week. Welcome to the Ray, uh, Robbie Davis NASCAR. We Minute, do. Sponsored by Davis Kessler and Davis, where you can drive fast and still oh. get coverage. I you sound like an insurance right company now. then. You can drive fast he and still get uh, he is an insurance company. <laughs> what do you got, Robbie Davis? All right. So for Saturday, and yes, we've talked about it's hard to bet college basketball in the future. But Ken Palm's got Tennessee winning by seven against Arkansas or Tennessee versus Arkansas. Tennessee by seven. I bet it drops down to five point five. Just because Arkansas beat Tennessee at home. So if it gets down below six, bet Tennessee. If it gets to six, bet Tennessee. Um, Double digits. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blowout. And Where's then, the racing, oh, dude? That's, yeah, that's I'm all getting people to that. Care about that and so I hate to be a broken record, but the best driver on the best team. Is the Kyle favorite. Larson? Kyle Larson. I know oh, is now. Bet oh, him. He's gonna win. He won last Dude, week. I bet Kyle Larson. He won last week. I told you guys he's gonna win again. Like, yeah. Best driver, best team. Another guy from California. Like what? The oh, they're in is? Vegas. I don't get yeah. it. Did yeah, you can try to bet all you want, Brandon. But no, he's not gonna win his home track. Larson owns it. He's the favorite. He's going to win again. Did Bobby just give us his, his bet your nuts as Tennessee and Kyle Larson? Has anybody heard that one before? Raise your yes. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. Every Oh, sorry. I didn't get I, it. I, I thought this was reckless speculation, not, not reckless yeah. predictions. <laughs> By the way, I, I've been in Vegas, and I looked, and it was more rednecks than I've ever seen in my life than usual. It wasn't even Monday through Wednesday, which is redneck capital of Vegas. I was like, what the, is going on? And it's all these leather jackets with logos and numbers. It was the stupid race, dude. I've never seen that many people. Needless to say, the Hooters Hotel and Margaritaville in Vegas were packed oh, hey. and New York, New York. That's the hey. three red hangouts. But hey. I was like, hey, dude, I think, I think what Margaritaville is going has on? like some like grilled chicken nachos or something, don't they? Oh, God. Blah. You're making me nauseous. Hey, you know how it's but, yeah. race week? The Lexor is sold out. The only hotel. <laughs> exactly. Another uh, oh. beautiful circus. Come circus on. is packed. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I get credit on Kyle Bush last week? I bet that was my bet. You know, that's what they he won. Wait, you I said, you said Kyle Larson. Kyle Congratulations, Larson. Larson. How many yeah, Kyles he, are there in racing? Like thirty. Brandon said Kyle Larson. He's a fool. I said no. Kyle. Wait, no, he's a Kyle Bush. That's a Kyle Larson. Mississippi State has a two and an and one to go back up to after Auburn has it's made a here now. Four minutes, 13 seconds it's left. Time to, it's time to SEC cut. SEC Network. <laughs> All right, let's cut her out of here. Final Wait, words. Final words? Rod's meta. Um, not to be bumming anybody out, but um, I lost very one of my best friend's father's uh deacon donald j norris who uh was just a pioneer and just a 
you didn't mess with that dude. And he and I love to make fun of his kid, uh, Chris Norris. And, uh, he, you know, it, it was just a tough loss. Thought he had more time. Um, big uh, 70s funk guy, sweet fro back in the day. Uh, just oozed, like, don't F with me. And uh, he uh, passed early, early Monday morning. Um, so just wanted to, I don't want to dedicate anything because I wouldn't want to put this show, uh, taint his memory in that sense. But not to bum anybody out because he was awesome and, and he wouldn't want anybody to be bummed. But uh, rest in peace, Mr. Norris. Uh, one of the funniest things real quick is one time in college, no, it was after college and I thought I was calling Chris. We called him Norris. And apparently I called his parents' house and I left an interesting message and his dad goes, man, that boy Raj called again. That boy was drunk as a skunk. And uh, <laughs> we, we saved, like we always say that now. Um, so rest in peace. He's He's above in a better place. It was tough the last few days. So, uh, but again, he'd want us to stay positive. I just really wanted to say something about it because I'll miss him. It's awesome, man. And you said it was Deacon Norris. Deacon Donald J. Norris, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Family. Thank you. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll have to play some funk on the intro next week as a tribute. Uh, That's the kind of tribute you could probably appreciate. John. Johnny Taylor, Mike, well, he love big Michael Jackson fans, obviously, the whole family. All yes. right. Brendan Shane, listen, man, we're not going to tell your secret and let the world know you survived the first basketball round table of your career. <laughs> but you survived the first basketball round table and did quite well. You got to trust the knowledge. You got a little more than you think. Good show, buddy. Even without yeah. Ohio State being good, they lost to Nebraska, and he still dominated. Yeah, I don't think he I thought he was just going to talk about Liddell. Yeah, well, he couldn't, but yeah, I mean, he did very yeah, well. That's pretty much all I had was Liddell from Ohio State, or <laughs> or, or uh, Brandon. They're better than their record, though. Nebraska no, no, they're, they're just Allen's and Verge, but that was rough. Yeah, but you know. Whatever. They're missing key, it is it right, is. and somebody else. Yeah, they're missing key and um, but still uh, another guard. Uh, I don't care if you're missing. No, it's all good. Anyway, I've had like I said, ever since that, we're we're out. not going to make Aaron a big Cram splash this year. Bruce Pearl out. We're not making a big splash this year. It's all good. Liddell's going to be a great NBA talent, though. By the way, um, now final words is how bad are the Lakers right now? I mean, Ooh. good God. I mean, it, it it's in blow-up mode. Like, they should trade LeBron and try and get some picks. Like, LeBron's having statistically one of his best seasons, which is insane. He's the only guy uh, who can score. I know, but that's the th- By the way, the mutual problem. interest today with Westbrook leaving the Lakers. Mutual. Supposedly. Yes. That's an ESPN. Yeah. yeah well, it- that that had to happen. That had to happen. You've got to move. You've got to move AD, even though he's still an elite player. AD cannot stay healthy. He plays. AD plays maybe forty games a year. Like I mean, come on. Like great talent. Yeah, he's a great talent, but he just. So I, you know, Lakers pack it in this year. They're done though. I think they're they were like plus. 400 or something to not make the playoffs. Um, I would take that bet all day. 
like get your money there. There's another bet your nuts nugget. Uh, take that. And then um, food at home last night. Yeah. And then how good is Ja Morant, man? This dude is electric. Like the most exciting. Robbie texts out, I think, last night to everyone. He's the most ex- exciting player to watch uh, by far. And, man, what what this kid does, the athleticism, it is unbelievable. It is so fun to watch. Like They're the three a, seed. They, they are. I know. And, and this dude is just, I mean, dunking over people. That Even though his dunk was spectacular, that that last second buzzer shot, catch in the air, shoot. And, I don't know. That dunk it. was awesome. <laughs> He's the dunk was awesome. I know yeah. it's more more flashy, but the play, the athleticism in that play to catch and shoot and make that shot, that was way more athletic than just He's got dunking ups, over but he somebody. He gets up so quickly. Everybody underestimates him. He just goes. He gets up, dude. He is really he, high, but dude, he just like shoots up. He is phenomenal. So well, yeah. Memphis has got a generational dance partners. They, they, agents they do. Yeah. They do. And they, they need to do whatever they can to never let Morant out of that place. Yes, 61 so. 59, by the way, two minutes left. Randall was about to say it. Mississippi State, SEC Network over Auburn. Yes. Hey, I'm going to go next. Robbie, you can have the last. You're absolutely one. right. I, I'm going to. It's phenomenal. I'm going to jump subject and just, just I, I don't want to get into all the behind-the-scenes labor issues. I don't want to get into all of what's causing it. I just want to say how disappointed I am with Major League Baseball. I'm a guy that walked away from Major League Baseball at one point and did not watch Major League Baseball for several years over a work stoppage. Uh, 1995, with the Braves leading the NL uh, best record in baseball, they stopped work, and we missed the World Series. Expos uh, had a better record, right? Yeah, that's what Expos did. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But anyways, anyway, the point remains. Sorry, the the fact that 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 we're here again in 2021 or 2022, and we're looking at a work stoppage, it makes me sick, and it makes me question my fandom. And Robbie's always talking about Owners. how much you spend your dollars and how you spend your dollars. I have a limited number of fan dollars with a small dollar, and those dollars went to always a three-game series, sometimes a two-game series in, in Atlanta. She loves going. I love taking her. I'm not going this year. It may be several years before I go. I'm very disappointed. And everybody keeps saying, well, you know, Freddie Freeman, what, that, that's the, no, you know, Freddie Freeman's free to go where he is. This is the battle of billionaire corporations fighting with millionaire baseball players over my $37 ticket that's become $99. It is truly a grand for me and Anna Lee to spend three days in Atlanta going to yeah. baseball games. Mm-hmm. And it's disappointing. And I'm no, not they- a rich man, Sorry. and I chose Major League Baseball. This year, I'm going to choose a trip to Florida or something for me and my daughter. You've lost me for this year. What about Bobby all the Davis? staff? 162 oh, oh, games. Oh. Ten thousand people working per game—just horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's what a, I mean, debacle this is. I mean, they. 
I really thought when they extended the deadline, like I said, you know, last week's show, I really thought they could get this deal done. And then, you know, they even extended the deadline. And I really felt the progress was there. They were really trying to work for it. And now it's just like, you're not even Come close. On. Not even close. Man. Trout did Come say, on. though, we need the CBA to get this right today. We went, we went to the Father's Day game, the Saturday game with oh. parking last year. Just the tickets, not the hotel room. And we didn't sit 15 rows behind the plate. We sat in moderate seats. And, and I remember my credit card bill was $505. Dude. Two games with an 11-year-old. Tickets and parking. Insane. Well, what insane. you have to understand. Dodgers, Braves, we go. We stay at the Omni so we can walk there. Beautiful experience. Atlanta has done such a great job. I don't even know what overall everything we spent. I'm like, dude, I, I can't look at it. Oh, I just ridiculous. hope we win this series, which we didn't again. Which son of a bitch. But yes, I think probably two grand overall. Yeah, the, probably. There's 162 games. You're spending two thousand. I mean, that's insane. That's insane. But no, no, used to buy hold tickets. On, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. It's it's never not been billionaires versus millionaires arguing. Yes, yeah, but it's it's always been this. This has always been the debate. The debate is this is the only league that has work stoppages because they don't care, right? So, yeah, th- like the NHL, they did it one year. And, you know, what? they've been as great as NFL and NHL product is, they've been ostracized pretty much because finally ESPN picked them back up. Now they're maybe getting mainstream. But, yeah, like, look, baseball, you think you're – America's pastime still, which is crazy, but let a let a spring football league take off and see what happens. And like already, already right now, the Super Bowl was last week or two weeks ago. It's two weeks of the combine. The NFL is already creeping on March Madness. Like it's the NFL drafts coming. Like shoot it. The NFL is planting. Excuse me, Robert. We're going to overtime. Everywhere. Overtime. Now, Rob, one thing about baseball, though, you got like 10 different levels uh, minor of the minors, 162 games, 40-man rosters. It does change things a bit, but, yeah, it's the league that consistently – well, I guess football has 80 dudes, but 16 games. Consistently they do this, and it's, it's just sad. And the rich get richer, but, no, I agree. They are so far apart, it's pathetic. Yeah, well, well, well they, well, they have a big – Look, let me just t- say this briefly. If you're an ESPN executive and you, you're you paying for college football, NFL, and you're looking at, hey, Amazon, Apple, Google are coming in here with these contracts, do I have enough money to pay for MLB or do I let them go? Why does the USFL exist right now? Yeah. So this is where MLB is in trouble because, hey, MLB will let you guys go and we will overpay or pay justified for the NFL and NCAA football. And that's what we're holding on to. That's the trouble MLB is in, in my opinion. Like, you're overplaying your hand. Here's the problem. And and it comes down to – the fan base. If your fan base is people with net incomes over seven figures, you're fine. 
but your fan base is not that. It is cheaper to go to an NFL game right now than an MLB game or an NBA game. The sport with the fewest games have the most reasonable prices. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's insane. The Dodgers well, well, sell out fifty. I mean, there it is one of the oh, lowest median income like areas that they sell out now. I made yeah. a joke that nobody's sending their, saving up for Harvard, but yeah, I mean this—that's a terrible thing to say, but it, it just—it literally changes families and generations. They spend on this, and it just keeps going up. I don't well, understand. Brandon, you you go, then I got something to say after you talk. No, I was just going to say it. You know, this whole big fight—the billionaires are still going to win because statistically the first, you know, 20, 30 games is their lowest profit shares of the entire season. So if they miss a few games, it, they don't give a crap. Like it doesn't matter to them. So the players are the ones that are losing their salaries and they're not getting paid for these games. There's no makeup games. So there will be a bargain or an agreement that comes, you know, before the real, Profit starts kicking in for these owners. And, Minor league and that's, kids have that's nothing a, to do right now. Nothing. I know, and that's always been their stronghold on this entire lockout situation. Is those those beginning well games are not not a big deal to the billion. They would rather they're losing money on those games. So I mean, why? You know, they don't care. Under the so, presumption that if well, there's a shorter, more people will watch with a condensed season. Right. Yeah, they have mad leverage, dude. Mad leverage. You're right. Yeah. So, so here's the disconnect that I don't get, and maybe someone can explain it to me. Baseball owners are getting gate revenue, right? And so that's the gate revenue in local television. NFL is going to – we don't give a damn if anyone's in the stadium or not. We're doing television revenue. And it's yeah. so extraordinarily much higher on television revenue. That, so, like, baseball's doing, like, they're going old school. Like, yeah, we want people in the seats. And NFL saying, hey, we're building Super Bowl stadiums. We're building entertainment arenas. Like, that's what we're doing. Like, we're, we are a global product. And in a MLB can, like, MLB can never be that because they have 162 games a year. They can and never I, be. I, I get that, the, but they're they're saying the revenue oh, sharing is is more of a lifeline in MLB. It, maybe, than like maybe. I get it, but they're gonna get they're gonna get bigger contracts in the NFL on TV wise because it's more of a you know sit at home production type deal than a Tuesday at one a.m. or one one p.m. So much more profitable than revenue. We we got to wrap her up, Robbie. What's yeah, no, your I last agree. words other than I didn't mean to start that can of worms, but I did. No, we can talk MLB all day. <laughs> Again, thank God for author blank. A hot dog is $2 for the Falcons game. A soda is $1. Oh, Popcorn, $2. Burgers, $4. Amy <clears throat> Adams Strunk, hashtag, please. Yep. Robbie, Dude, what's your last word? Eight bucks for a hot dog thing. in LA. Uh, last, my last word is, um, and this is not, this is, this is a very local issue. I drove from Chattanooga to Murfreesboro today, and from Manchester to Murfreesboro, there are craters of potholes 
on semis. It's not yeah, normally they're, like they're that. Terrible. It, the last two months, it, it's been a lot of ice and rain, and it's caused a lot of problems on the interstates and, yeah, well, and roads. It's so sub sea level. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, typically, it's not well built. No, typically, tip. No, so, typically, I twenty four is the best yeah, interstate. Uh, so my so other my look other at Nashville guy is even defending the freeway yeah. that goes through there. My other my other right. takeaway is um, Thompson Bowl is going to be rocking Saturday. I'm excited. We're going to finish the season undefeated, and then um, this March Madness is going to be wild. So Tennessee wrap, by double figures. To wrap it up, our plans are next Wednesday to be live on the air with a conference tournament preview. We'll be here at nine o'clock. Then we'll be back Sunday, Sunday at five o'clock, and we will go to seven o'clock. One hour before the well, you know what? Let's make that five thirty to seven thirty. Auburn up four. Yeah, Auburn's up four sixty six six sixty two. Miss Tuesday blowing this. I don't know how you guys do. Tournament games start tomorrow, by the way. Conference tournaments. When do they they start? They do. We'll come on thirty minutes before the selection announcement, and we'll stay an hour and a half after them and break down the brackets. Two hours is about max for us. We're approaching that now. So for Randall Cunningham, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, the basketball expert, and Robbie Davis, the NASCAR expert, this is reckless speculation. We'll send you next week. Number five again. Kyle Larson. Good one.